Well, um, last weekend, at last weekend's service, I was kind of minding my own business during praise and worship. And the Lord uh, spoke to me. You ever have that happen? The Spirit of God speaks to you on the inside. And he said that uh, this is a season of reconciliation. And I, may, I, may, I think I mentioned something about it at the end of the service. And, but I was just kind of uh, meditating on it this week and, and letting it roll around in, in my spirit this week. And I wanted to share some things about that um, t- with you today. So turning your Bibles to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Book of Romans. All of Romans is great. This is a good chapter, though, Romans 5. Let's look at verse 6. For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Aren't you glad today that God had this plan? It's called the good news. It's called the gospel. uh, To send his son Jesus to pay the penalty for our, our sin. We deserved to go to hell. We deserve to to spend eternity separated from God. But from the foundation uh, of the the earth, before the foundation of the earth, God had a plan for for reconciling us. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, that in while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if we were enemies, for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. He mentions reconciliation three times here. And in the gospel, this is something that God initiated. It's not something that we could uh, do on our own. He initiated it. He had the plan of salvation. But what is reconciliation? Reconciliation is the restoration of a lost uh, relationship, a lost union, a lost friendship. It's a restoration to favor. Um, I used to uh, be an accountant. And part of uh, accounting is, is reconciliation. You reconcile accounts. And you can be off by a few dollars, and it can take you a long time to try to find those few dollars and reconcile account. It's very, it can be very frustrating. It's not always easy. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Um, but you want to get that account in balance. As If you're a good accountant, you're going to have your accounts and balance. And if you don't, there's going to be problems. And so reconciliation is taking a, a variance and making it right. It's bringing things into balance. It's, it's bringing thing in, things into harmony. Now, we've, we, we know that uh, the gospel is big on forgiveness and reconciliation. What's the difference between the two? For, forgiveness involves one person. Forgiveness is foregoing the punishment to somebody. And that's something that you, you make a decision to do on your own. Reconciliation involves two people. 
and that involves restoring the relationship. So you can forgive somebody and not be reconciled. And so you really want both. And, and God forgave us, but it wasn't until he forgave our sins, but it wasn't until we received it, until we repented and called on, the, on, on Jesus, that's when we were reconciled. And we were restored to favor, restored to uh, what, what, you know, really was better than what Adam had in the garden, but uh, to the relationship that God intended to have with man. So we need both. We need forgiveness and we need reconciliation. So let me ask you a question. Do you think God is for reconciliation? Everybody, would you agree with that? He's for, he's pro-reconciliation. He's interested in relationships. He's interested in harmony. He's interested in unity. He's interested in people being close to each other. I, 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 you know, that's, that's what he wanted. That's why... I mean, the whole thing of the gospel, he, you know, he wanted us to be in fellowship with him. He wanted us to, us to have a relationship with him, to, to, to be in harmony with him. So if reconciliation is important to God, then because we're his children, it should be important to us. And uh, I've got a great scripture that shows that, Second um, Corinthians 5. This is one of our foundational scriptures here for Good News Church. For, for people that are life givers. But 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new crea- creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. But all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into favor. Talked about favor there brought us into harmony with himself, and gave us this ministry of reconciliation. Everybody say, I have a ministry of reconciliation. Not only do you think it's important for us to be reconciled to him, but then he has given us as believers a ministry of reconciliation. You have a ministry. Now, you may not be a full-time, you know, leading a church or some, you know, missions organization, but you have a ministry. We're ambassadors for Christ. We're, we've, we have a ministry, we have a ministry of reconciliation. We ought to know what it is and we ought to uh, be skilled in it. That by word and deed, we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. This is, this is part of our job description. This is part of who we are as believers. It was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them and committing to us the message of reconciliation. There's a message. There's a ministry. There's a message of reconciliation of the restoration to favor. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God making his appeal as it were through us, we as Christ's personal representatives beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. For our sake he made Christ virtually to be sin who knew no sin so that in and through him we might become endued with, viewed as being in, examples of the righteousness of God 
as we ought to be approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by his goodness. So we talk here about empowering people to give life. We call followers of Christ here uh, disciples, uh, life givers. And so our mission at Good News Church is empowering people. We do that through the Word and the Holy Spirit, teaching, training, example, is to empower people to give life. Meaning that when you go into your world, you're a life giver. You don't bring death. You don't bring um, chaos and confusion. You don't bring, you know, any of the works of the, of the enemy. You bring life. You bring the characteristics, the nature of Jesus. And then part of that being a life giver is we're to reconcile people to God. And, 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 and many of you have been a part of that. Who, who, who all has led someone to the Lord before? Raise your hand. Hold your hand up. A lot, many, so you know what I'm talking about. So, so you've, you, you know what I'm talking about, the ministry of reconciliation. Someone that's lost, you, you share the gospel with them, share the good news with them, and they go from lost to being found. They go from darkness to light. Um, they're, they're reconciled with God. They've been now made in harmony. They've been restored to favor. So you know what I'm talking about. And we have that ministry, and that's all of our responsibility. But when, and, and, and you know that here at, at Good News Church. But when he was talking to me about this season of reconciliation, um, as I've just been praying about it, certainly he wants that to happen all the time. And, and so certainly I believe during this Christmas season, we're going to have opportunities to pray with people. We're going to have opportunities to lay hands on the sick. We're, we're, we're going to have opportunities to, to share the gospel and help someone come to know Jesus. I believe we're going to have a lot of opportunities. But we also have this ministry of reconciliation that reconciling with our family. We as believers to reconcile with our family, with our friends, and others and uh, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. And so when he was talking to me about a season, and it's always a time for reconciliation, but I guess he was saying is we're coming into the end of the year, going into the new year, this would be a great time to reconcile with, with others. This would be a, a, a great time for a restoration of favor, a restoration of, uh, of fellowship, to bring harmony in relationships with a family member, with a friend, with a brother and sister in Christ. Yeah, and definitely we're, we're always, and this is a season to, to reach the lost and to reach people that are hurting. But if we can uh, reconcile with, help someone be reconciled to God who's lost, in a str- maybe even a stranger to us, how much more should we be able to reconcile with someone we know or we maybe even know them well? And so that's what I, I feel like the Lord was saying to me um, is it, it's a good season. It's a good time to be reconciled with each other. Well, how do I know who to be reconciled with? Well, that's a good question. Let's look over at Matthew 5. Glad you came today. Do you want to kind of slip out right now? <laughs> Relationships are hard. How many know that? 
Relationships are messy. Uh, I can give you some steps. I'm probably going to, I'm, I'm going to give you some steps on reconciliation, but uh, walking a mile is not easy. You need God's help. You need the word. We need each other. But Matthew 5, verse 23, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and what that represents is something you do that's spiritual. It could be prayer. It could be worship. It could be uh, 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 bringing an offering, you know, a financial gift. Therefore, you, you should be doing that. Bring your gift to the altar. And there, remember that your brother has something against you. Now, that's interesting. They have something against you. It doesn't say you have something against them. They have something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. And he's saying here, it's important to be reconciled. I mean, yes, pray. Yes, worship. Yes, bless people. Yes, bring your offering. But being reconciled with, with people is of the utmost importance. And you should do it quickly. It's not something you should, you should wait on to do. It's something you should, that you should do quickly. And, uh, and, you know, today, I know we should forgive everybody. And, and we don't ha- need to have unforgiveness, you know. But not everybody should we be reconciled with. Now, that sounds unscriptural. But I have some people in my life that because of the circumstances that happened is I've forgiven them, but I have no, no relationship with them. And that's okay. It's okay with them and it's okay with me. But now if that's Susie, <laughs> that's not good. Or if that's someone I should be in fellowship with, then I need to do something about that. And the Holy Spirit, if you're uh, a spiritual person and you're a prayer, you're open to God, he's actually going to direct you and remind you of certain situations. You already know about them, but he's going to remind you about them during your prayer time and he's going to give you some instructions. And I recommend, we've been talking about, uh, you know, disciple-making movements. One of the keys there to being a follower of Christ is being obedient. So I recommend, you know, to have, we want to have a culture here of obedience to the word, not lip service, not mental assent, but obedience to the word, but also obedience to what the spirit of God says for you to do. And, and, and if you're ignoring what he's saying to you, um, what is that? That's a problem. And if he's wanting you to be reconciled with somebody, he's got um, some good things to happen because of that. We might want to call them blessings. It's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for them. It's going to be good for the kingdom. So we need to be listening. The Holy Spirit, you know, he's, he's talking to us all, all the time. 
Now, I want to share some steps to reconciliation. Let's just say today someone comes to mind. I mean, I'd have you raise your hand, but it's okay. I know there's issues. And, and so I'm going to share some steps to reconciliation. And I got these from the internet. <laughs> and it's not necessarily Christian writers or a whole bunch of different people. I just read a bunch of things and I made it into some steps based on all the things I read. And so what I'm saying to you is you can do that. What are you waiting on? Well, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> That's not an excuse. I just went and looked on online and I found a whole hundred articles on reconciliation. So, so, so why, why aren't we looking on the internet? I, I, I think one of the big re- reasons, and, 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 and I know it's not the only reason, but one of the big reasons that we're not reconciled with other people, a lot of times, is pride. Pride keeps you from making that phone call. Pride keeps you from going to talk to somebody. And, you know, pride's not a good thing. Reading the scriptures... What does it say? He resists the proud. God actually resists you. And he gives grace to the humble. And so in order to be reconciled, whether you're the the one, you know, coming and asking forgiveness or the one giving forgiveness, you're going to have to be humble. You're going to have to let go of some things. You're going to have to bring yourself... You're going to have to come in at a, at a lower place. You know, it also means to stoop. And that's hard for us to do. And, and we need to get a revelation. We need to get a revelation of those blind spots and get a revelation of the pride. We all deal with it. Well, you don't know what they did. And you don't know how they hurt me. And you don't know all the, you know, all the different... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. And I, I know. <laughs> I've been there. Relationships are hard. I'm, I'm the guy talking to Susie and I, two years of counseling. Two years. That, that took a little while to reconcile. Going every week. I also went to a personal counselor during that season. And that uh, counselor I went to, we, we dealt with um, four different people in my life. And all of that was about forgiveness. One, uh, one of the persons wasn't even alive. And I, I dealt with forgiveness there. That really helped me. But uh, Susie and I, we were working on, uh, we were working on our, ourselves for a big part of that. But also, we're, we were working on a, a better harmony, unity in our relationship. But I know that, you know, that's hard to do. It's hard to admit you need help. It's hard to, and then it's hard to say to someone uh, to apologize. 
well, I had my reasons for what I did. And, and then you're on the other side, um, I want to stick it to them. Because what, what uh, unforgiveness is, un- say if I have something with Sean, unforgiveness is I want Sean to be punished for what he did to me. And so I want him to hurt like he hurt me. Forgiveness is I'm letting go of that punishment. Now, it doesn't mean we're reconciled. Reconciliation means I'm about to get to the steps that I got on the internet. There's forgiveness, but then now there's reconciliation. All right, let's go over the steps. First, first one here. Write down what you think the problem is. So you're taking a little time just to think about things. I'm sure you could write down a lot of things there. Write down what the problem is and then write this down. What's your contribution? And think about that because a lot of times we forget that part. What is your contribution? And then try to put yourself in the other person's shoes. What are they dealing with? What, you know, trying to look at things from their perspective. And then it would be good before you go into that meeting is to forgive the other person. Forgive them. Let, let the punishment go. And then write this down. What do you want in that relationship? There's all kinds of things that we want in relationships. Um, as far as time spent with them. But what do you want to be the outcome of, of reconciliation? And then spend some time in prayer, praying for, for wisdom, praying for what to say, what to do, praying for the other person, praying for the Holy Spirit to be there, no place for the enemy. So this is before you even... Talk with a person. Now, the second point is pretty important. Do something. Do something. Make the first step. And this involves swallow your pride. Come in low. Humble yourself. And when you go to reconcile with someone, you've got to be ready for criticism. You've got to be ready for someone to say, maybe you did miss it. Maybe you did this. And, and you, and you got to be ready for that and not to be defensive and get all mad and get angry. That's not, that's not going to help anything. But listen. you got to have the two parties. they got to be listening to each other. And, and the Holy Spirit is going to help you, help you do this. Take authority over the enemy, that the enemy would have no place in this conversation. But do something. Make the first step. And then when, when you have, that, have the meeting, be honest about your mistakes. If you're the one that's hurt somebody, be honest about your mistakes. And then also, if you're the one being hurt, be honest about your feelings of being hurt. And, and again, if you have two parties, you, you can't have reconciliation if you don't have two willing parties. You've got to have two people that are willing. 
And, and in order to be willing, I mean, when you're willing, both sides are listening. Not, not just ready to say something, but listening to the other person. Again, getting in their shoes. Where are they coming from? What are they trying to say? Maybe asking questions. How, how did it make them feel? How do you feel? And, and if you truly are interested in reconciling with somebody, it's going to take more than just a few minutes. It's not going to necessarily, you're going to get in there and snap your finger. It's all going to be taken care of. And in fact, it may take several meetings in order to bring out a resolution. And then during this process, there's going to be given some give and take. There's going to be compromise. And here's a good question. What are you willing to put up with and what are you not willing to put up with? And the goal of reconciliation is to come into agreement. And so there may be a repenting, there may be asking forgiveness, and there may be actually giving forgiveness. And now when, when reconciliation occurs, and I, and I, I believe, I, I hope it will, set some boundaries for the future. Let's not focus on the past. Let's not live in the past. Let's move forward. And then how can we avoid getting in this situation again. Now again, you can go to the internet and find all this. If reconciliation doesn't occur, don't give up. Spend more time in the Word and prayer. Is there someone that can help you? Do you need to talk to a counselor? Do you need a counselor involved? You've done the right thing by going to the person. Now give God something to work with, continue to pray about it, and then maybe wait for the next opportunity to talk with that person. And even if there's forgiveness, and even if you say, hey, we're reconciled, it's going to take time for the relationship to heal, and that's okay. And be prepared for the enemy to come with a counterattack to try to mess things up or to stir up strife. You have to decide on what's going to be a win. Maybe at first being in the same room. Maybe speaking to each other without being upset. Maybe be able to have a meal together. Maybe doing an activity together. What are your goals? And so I just want to encourage you. I I don't know, you know, I just feel this is uh, God's leading today. He said it to me last week. I've been praying about it this week. I just want you to pray about it. And do you have people in your life that you need to be reconciled with? And are you waiting on them to make the first move? Maybe you need to make the first move. Maybe there's going to be opportunity during the, uh, the Christmas season with meals, uh, meals or getting together. I don't, I don't know. This is a good time. This is a great time to be reconciled with others. And so I want you to know I'm praying for you, uh, uh, standing with you. If you want to get some counsel and help, you need someone to talk to, I'm available. But the Lord's going to help you. The Lord's going to give you wisdom. Again, maybe a family member, maybe a friend, um, maybe a brother or sister in Christ. I just had a friend that, um, good friend, 
we hadn't talked in a while, and it was really on my end. And I've just been busy. A lot of, you know, a lot of things happening these last few months. And, and so we hadn't, we weren't, he, he stopped trying to reach out to me. And so uh, I had to humble myself and just reach out to him and say, hey, I'm, I apologize. Here's what's happening. And we're, 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 we're back on track. It was really simple. But it was still hard for me to do it. I don't want to, I'm waiting on him to call me. And then there could have been more to it. Um, we just said, hey, yeah, I understand. We're, we're just moving, you know, forget that. We're just moving on. But even something as simple as that, that was still hard to do it. Is there anybody that's been, um, and I don't even know if you want to share, I mean, I want to raise your hand, but is there anybody that's been reconciled to somebody in the last few years, maybe? Rachel, come on up here. I'm putting you on the spot. I've, oh, uh, get a microphone. Are you one? Yeah, Are you sure. one? Okay. I will. Yeah. Uh, what, what situation and how did you work this out or what happened? Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, some of you met last week. My ex-husband Arbor was here, um, and we've reconciled over the last two years. We got divorced two and a half years ago, and it was my decision, and um, he was very bitter towards me for a long time about it and it was really hard for me because I really felt like in my heart of hearts it was the right thing to do and um, the right decision and he did not agree and um, it really made me question myself like have I done the worst thing in the world was this a giant mistake I don't know Um, and I I don't know I just tried to do my best and, and listen to God and do a lot of what you're saying like just admit when I was wrong and apologize and admit when I didn't know if I had done the right thing instead of just digging my heels in and trying to stand behind my decisions and actually come to him and say, I'm not really sure if this is right. I, I don't know. I want to hear from you um, and kind of humble myself in that way. And he did a lot of praying too. And we both saw counselors independently and um, we're really good friends today. As you can see, he's here. We, we hang out together. We co-parent very well. We wish each other the best and um, I don't know what's in the future. I don't know if we'll ever like be together in that way again, but um, we were just talking about it this weekend, yesterday actually at breakfast, that um, we don't really care about that at this point. We feel like in, in the spirit realm, like our hearts are, are connected to each other again and we're supporting each other and we love each other and we both want each other to be happy and have the best in this world and we want to be there for our kids together and so really all the details from there don't matter. Like whether God has a future for us together or has a future where we're doing something else and he's using us on different sides of the world, whatever it may be, like God's going to work that part out, right? Those details are his. Um, they're not ours. We, we did our parts. We humbled ourselves. We forgave each other. Um, we've, we're learning to trust each other again. We're learning how to just share a few days together and be in the same room and um, forgive. You know, he sent me an angry text message yesterday because I forgot the kid's shoes when I dropped them off. And then he texted me again an hour later and was like, I'm sorry silly like I'm like I'm sorry I forgot them like let's both work on this together and find some plans like how can we make each other's lives easier and just be here for these kids and um I never thought this was possible I mean he was so so bitter at me and I felt so guilty and just torn up inside about it for 
a whole year, like all of 2018, I just walked around wondering, like, what has happened? Is life ever going to be the same? This feels horrible. It's awful. I'd never been in a situation like this before where someone just hated me. Um, and that was really difficult for me as a people pleaser. And um, I, I didn't have any idea that this was possible. You know, this is blowing my mind. And today it feels so natural and normal. But I have to remember that even two short years ago, this seemed impossible to me. And Y'all met him, you know. He's he's yeah. my friend now. We're really close. So, what's been the uh, the benefit of, of being reconciled? Would it, would have, I know you feel better. Um, obviously, I think we're a, we're actually able better now than we ever were when we were married to have each other's back. Like I can speak wisdom into his life and love and be like a second set of eyes that helps him. And same for me. You know, he's able to tell me when I'm when he sees and wants something for my life that I'm not even holding out for myself, you know, and he encourages me in that. And um, we're just there for each other. And I think that we care in a much more selfless way now. And I don't think it's because we're not married. I think it's just because our hearts are are reconciled, that we um, are now caring for one another and being there and loving and supporting in the ways that we really should have when we were married. And it took the humility of reconciling to do that. What advice would you have for someone that's dealing with, you know, and, you know, some, some, some hurt with somebody or... Um, this is still advice for me today in other situations, but I think just the belief, the faith, like no matter how brokenhearted you might be right now, no matter how hurt you might be, no matter how hurt this other person may be, like just believe that it's possible and give it time. And like you're saying, like pray about it, do your parts, do what you know you need to do, and then just go on and like live and know that today's here for another purpose like the reconciliation will come if you keep walking faithfully towards it and believing it but look for what you can do today in the meantime and just trust that God's working all that out behind the scenes and let the Holy Spirit do its work in that person's heart don't make it your job I think the more that I tried to like convince Arbor that he needed to forgive me the worse it got you know um it God couldn't really work on his heart until I got out of the way and just removed myself from the situation was like okay you, you hate me. Okay. Okay. Um, and that was probably the most helpful thing I did was just like, let the Holy Spirit do his work. And I'm going to go find out what God wants me to do in the meantime right now. One last question. Was, was there um, a turning point at some time or was it more of a process? Was there like a day where you said, hey, you made a decision you're going to do something about, about reconciliation yeah. or is it just kind of over a period of time? I mean, I always wanted to reconcile from the beginning, but I think there have been several points where I realized, like, I came to God and was like, okay, whatever you want to happen here. Because for me, there was a lot of fear of, if I start this process, I don't know where it's going to lead, and I don't even know where I want it to lead. Like, kind of like you were saying, having a goal. I didn't know if I really want to reconcile the marriage or just the relationship. And so I kind of had to go the opposite way and just pray and say, God, however you want this to end, I don't know. I actually don't know what the the best thing is, but I'm going to walk forward anyway. So just committing myself to, even though I don't know what this is going to end up looking like, I don't need to be scared of it because reconciliation is going to be best no matter what that looks like, whether it's marriage, friendship, co-parenting. Um, there have been a couple of those moments along the way where I, I just kind of had to sit down with God and be like, okay, I trust you. I don't know what this is going to look like, but I trust that whatever it is is better than what it is right now. So. Thank you so much. Appreciate that, Rich. All right. Praise God. I, I know that it's not like a, we're looking for some kind of quick fix. 
and every situation is going to be different, but the Lord's got a way. He's got a way to go. And I think that maybe the, the thing to think about is uh, uh, planting seeds. What kind of seeds can I plant? And so, but, but I think for some, maybe it might be, hey, we're ready to get together and talk. It might be that already, but, or maybe it's just spending time in prayer, praying for that person. Uh, maybe it's uh, forgiveness, dealing with that. I mean, I've had situations in my life where I'm, I'm, I can forgive pretty easily in my lifetime, even before I was a believer. I was someone that could forgive pretty quickly. But I've had situations where I needed God's help. I needed his grace. I mean, everything I knew to do, I couldn't do it. And so I needed his grace. And so that's, that's certainly a, a place to, to, to start. But God's got a way. And, and, and the question is, what do you want? I mean, it's just so easy just to let things kind of go and, uh, you know, day after day, week after week, and just let it, let it go. And, but I, I, one of the questions is like, what, what are you waiting on? It's, it's, uh, are you waiting on them to come to you? That may not happen. I hope it will. Maybe it will. But I think it, it, you're here listening to this message. And so we should probably be the ones to initiate something. Amen? Because, I, I mean, as I was listening to Rachel as well, I mean, there's blessings involved. There's, there's blessings involved. Put up, um, is it Matthew? Matthew 5. Matthew 5. Nine. Blessed, enjoying enviable happiness, spiritually prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward conditions. Boy, that sounds good. Are the makers and maintainers of peace, for they shall be called the sons of God. I mean, certainly when we reconcile with God, the blessings obviously flow into our lives and why wouldn't it be that way between people and so my, my thing is this, what, what are we waiting on let's be listening to the Holy Spirit let's follow him let's be obedient um, and then let's go to the internet and follow the steps that they have no, no. <laughs> praise God let's stand everybody thank you Father Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray that um, Good News Church would be a place of reconciliation. I, I pray that Good News Church would be a place of forgiveness. I pray that Good News Church, Father, would be a safe place for uh, healing and wholeness. Lord, if there's any uh, relationships among the, the uh, brothers and sisters here, Father, I, pr- I, I pray that it be repaired. I pray for reconciliation in the name of Jesus. I take authority over the devil that would try to cause confusion and and add to the strife. I take authority over over him and cast him out in the name of Jesus. We're not going to have that. And I'm asking for unity and harmony here at Good News Church. But then now I pray for, for the people here today, Father. I pray for boldness. I pray for boldness in the people, Father, to step out of their comfort zone and, and, and act on what the Spirit of God is saying. Not to wait any longer. And that I'm asking for your help in whatever situation they're dealing with. Give them wisdom, Lord, for that next step. Thank you, Lord. Because I know, Lord, 
by their obedience, you've got, and we don't, we're not just all about getting the blessings, but you've got something good on the other end. You've got something good for the people involved, but you've got something good for the kingdom because it's, it, it involves other people as well. Pride, you've got to go in the name of Jesus. We've got no place here for pride. We just humble ourselves. You just go ahead and talk to the Lord right now. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father.